Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Let's Level Up podcast. As I told you all via social media, June was a break. A break from the podcast, a break from the YouTube, a break from uh, content creation to kind of focus on a few things. Um, But we're back now. You are listening to the Let's Level Up show podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who you're listening to right now. Um... I got a lot to talk about today, actually. Uh, I've been doing a lot of awesome gaming in the last month. Um, Life is going really well, although we had (laughs) an obscene amount of complications uh, in the last month. Um, I'm happy, man. And it's so good to feel happy. Happy is is a fleeting moment. I don't think it's anybody, people should actively try to work toward all the time. You just try to live the best life you can with the cards that you've dealt. Uh, but right now, I feel really, really good about a lot of things. So, uh, if you're one of the things uh, that I'm talking about, which if you're listening to this, you are, uh, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, before we get into the show, really quick update. If you are in the San Angelo or Greater Concho Valley area of Texas, Head out to Specialties Games, Toys, and Gifts this Sunday. That is Sunday the 14th. Have a look at my calendar. At 1 p.m., the Key Forge Tournament is going to be going on this week. I will be there. Regan will be there. We're going to be entering this thing. And hopefully we're walking away with first and second place. Who wins that between the two of us? I don't know. Probably him. But I'm going to do my best, as I always try. It's going to be a lot of fun. Entry is $10. It is an Archon tournament. A winner walks away with a sweet Mars-themed playmat, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Keyforge still probably my favorite card game uh, right now. Without a doubt, my favorite card game right now. Um, But yeah, check that out. Again, that's Sunday, the 14th, 1 p.m. Specialties, games, toys, and gifts in San Angelo, Texas. Keyforge. All the Keyforge you can swing at. Swing monsters at? Swing your battle line at? Whatever the key forge equip. <laughs> Whatever the key forge saying would be there, you could do it. Um, you know, typically on this show, we had a lot of opportunities where uh, we'd bring guests and uh, friends of the industry in. Um, uh, it, that's been a little harder to do lately. We do have some people lined up, but schedules just keep kind of getting in the way of things. Um, the last year, I've talked a lot about. Um, I don't know, like mental health, self-help, um, that that kind of thing, and kind of my process and undergoing um, this journey I've been on um, pretty much all my life, but really the last year that I've taken time to focus on. So I think we're going to do a bit more of that um, and then just talk about games. Every now and then I'm going to have a friend on the show and we're going to talk about games together, but this is still going to be 100% uh, maybe 90% uh, gaming podcast. There will be the occasional wrestling episode thrown in, uh, which I know there's some wrestling fans out there who also enjoy gaming, so welcome. Uh, and then there, hopefully there's some uh, wrestling fans out there who uh, get into gaming, or vice versa. There's gaming fans who get into wrestling because of this thing. Uh, it's I still feel like we're looking at a uh, kind of a golden age of pro wrestling right now. Uh, there's just a lot going on all over the world, and it's really cool to see these stories unfold and how um, these stories can affect people, both positively, negatively. Um, 
We're still riding the positivity train. Don't get me wrong. I'm still trying. I'm making a conscious effort to take those negative impulses that flood into my mind about 100 times a minute and push them aside and focus on the things that bring me joy. Uh, And that is some days exhausting to try to do. Not going to lie. Very, very exhausting. Uh, But again, right now we're on a high, so we're going to keep riding this thing. Um, Let's talk about June. Uh, June was a month for family for us. Uh, We had uh, two trips uh, scheduled in June. One was a week-long vacation, some time spent at the beach, uh, which we did in the middle of the month. We started the month out with my daughter's eighth birthday party. She wanted to go camping for the first time in her life. So we found an awesome group spot at Colorado Bend State Park. One of the most beautiful places in Texas I think you can go to. Um, amazing park. If you haven't been, you should definitely try to go. Uh, we get there in the morning. Uh, first off, driving out of San Angelo that day was insanity. It was just flooding, and it was just crazy to get out. Uh, but we ended up getting out and uh, making it to the camp. Took a spot probably about 45 minutes longer. Um the drive is about a two-hour drive, so it probably took it close to three uh, when it was all said and done, but um, well worth it. Got camp set up, had my brother and his kiddos and one of my really good friends and his kiddo, and um, uh, having a blast. Grilled some burgers, got camp. We decided to go on a hike to these crystal, beautiful crystal clear pond, or springs that kind of feed into the Colorado River. Uh, they're, they're basically sitting in these limestone bowls. Uh, I think it's limestone. Anyway, these three stone bowls that kind of cascade into a really large, uh, crystal clear water. Uh, amazing, amazing view. Um, it's about a half mile hike from the parking lot to this spring. Uh, so we get there. We hear the water running at the top of this hill. My daughter gets super excited again. This is the weekend of her eighth birthday. Gets super excited. Decides to run up the hill. Uh, my wife kind of chasing behind her. I hear a very loud crash and uh, get kind of run up to the top of the hill to see what's wrong and see my daughter's arm just bent really, really awkwardly. Uh, she tripped over a rock, fallen, put her arm out to brace herself, and ended up uh, completely severing the bone uh, right above her elbow, which apparently, according to the surgeon, is a very common fracture for kiddos to get into. Needless to say, I was scared shitless. It was a... Um, very traumatic. I mean, I think for everybody involved. Uh, my, my younger daughter was there. My son was there. We just got into this. All all my sweet Penny wanted to do was get into that water. And even after the arm was broken, I kind of knew it was broken. Um, you know, she asked her she goes swimming. <laughs> Which is just, man, the resiliency of a kid. Really, the resilience of a human is just it's kind of remarkable sometimes. Uh, so with very little tears, we ended up walking back down to the car a half mile, went to the ranger station, ended up going to a hospital where an x-ray confirmed our worst fear is that that bone was getting, uh, had to be surgically repaired. There's nothing they could do to just set it and forget it. Um, ended up having to get transferred to a different hospital about an hour and a half away um, or where uh, they put three pins in her arm. And she was in a cast uh, for the next four weeks. She actually just got her cast out and her pins taken out, um, uh, which is pretty remarkable. Because I remember breaking my arm when I was a kid, and it was much longer than just four weeks. It felt like felt like an eternity. And I'm sure it maybe felt like that for her as well. Um, yeah. So two weeks later, <laughs> we have a beach trip scheduled. 
And uh, here I have a kiddo who has got her arm all, all wrapped up in a cast and can't really enjoy the beach. But luckily, I did some research. I found this product on Amazon. Uh, I don't know the name. Uh, but if you're interested, hit me up on Twitter, um, and I can for sure share with you my, my order that I did. Uh, it's basically this bag that has a ring around it at the top of it that your arm slides into, and it goes over your cast, and then it, pr- it produces a watertight seal. Um, and they said it's it's guaranteed for multiple uses. Um, take it to the beach, take it wherever. Um, and it worked great. Uh, she was able to swim. She was able to play in the beach. We started using that for all the showers, the remaining time that we had uh, in the cast. And uh, it was just an awesome time. So we all really, really enjoyed that week. I spent some time there on the beach, just relaxing, recharging, enjoying the sun. Um, spent some time in Austin, which is an amazing city. Got to see uh, a lot of cool things, um, which you always do in Austin. And then spent a, we were going to spend a couple of days in San Antonio, but we decided to cut that short as the weather was just... It just was getting to us. It was very, very hot, and we had already spent too much money, so we decided to come back a day early. Uh, but needless to say, had an amazing time. Uh, in doing so, I found a new board game that I absolutely love. Uh, it's called Star Wars Outer Rim. Um, Outer Rim is an interesting game. It is, um, one uh, first off, from Fantasy Flight Games, um, I believe it plays one to five players. Excuse me, one to four players. You basically play a bounty hunter, a mercenary, or a smuggler uh, from the Star Wars universe. So you can pilot, you can, and you get ships, right? So you can be Han Solo piloting the Falcon, Orlando Calrissian, or Boba Fett, or IG eighty eight, or any of these other Bosk. Uh, you know, any of these other awesome Star Wars characters out there. Uh, there's no Jedi or anything like that in the game uh, directly playable. You're playing again those kind of three archetypes, and there's a few characters of each archetype there. Each character has a unique ability, and what you're trying to do is become infamous or famous so as soon as you acquire 10 fame you uh instantly win the game and um you basically go around completing jobs flying around the galaxy or the outer rim specifically uh completing jobs looking for bounties uh attacking players it's just a lot of fun it's very very engaging um it combines my favorite parts of the fallout board game um with uh, kind of like that firefly board game feel uh and it does it very very well if you haven't already, I strongly recommend you check it out uh, because, again, it is just just so much fun. Um, played it once. Couldn't stop thinking about it. I played it a couple times solo, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Even even by yourself, it's a lot of fun. So mechanically, I think it's very strong. Um, better with a group, though, for sure. And, you know, I'm not even a really big Star Wars fan anymore. When I was a kid, I loved it. Uh, and I think I've talked about this before. I just... I think largely it has um, it has a problem with letting go and just letting it be. Basically, it's been it's been done way way too much for my taste, and um, uh, the story has just degraded to a point where I I don't super enjoy the new installments. Um, although I'm was a big big fan of Rogue One, I thought that was incredible. Um, the universe is still very cool, and so when you get to be a game. Or, or rather, be a characters from the game, or even side characters uh, from that from that world or from that universe, um, and do something a little different. I think it really shines there. So, even from a thematic perspective, um, it could be uh, many different themes, and I think it would be really great. Um, 
I could see this working in like in the Android universe. I think it could be very strong. Um, yeah, you could you could slap a lot of different things on here, uh, and it'd be great. So, uh, speaking of Android universe, uh, Fantasy Flight's been teasing some Android stuff. So, I don't know if that means Netrunner or a proper Android reboot. Um, but I'm very very much looking forward to that. Uh, huge fan of that world. Um, anything associated with the Beanstalk is uh, is, is a good time, uh, in my opinion. Uh, what else have we been playing? We ended up picking up a few um, a few games uh, on our travels. I got a copy of um, Godfather Coriolan's Empire uh, for nineteen dollars at a half price books, and I was pretty pretty stoked for that. Uh, it's still sitting in the shrink though, uh, but I hope to get to that uh, very soon. Um, ended up picking up copies of uh, Tiny Towns, uh, which has got just a lot of praise online and Planet. Um, haven't got to play either one of those yet, but looking forward to that. Um, there's another little game called Pictomania, uh, which you know, the kids and I really enjoy playing, um, and especially fun to play with them. So it's a great family game. I think we've talked about that before, um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've been doing a lot of role-playing lately, uh, which is, for those who know me, my basically my first love in gaming was role-playing. Um, I, I used to sit and listen to my brothers play Dungeons and Dragons when I was very young, and my brother Joel um, got me just hooked on it. I mean, he just would we'd always share these tales of what they would do and how amazing it was. And I, I forget who was the brother. I think I'm pretty sure it was Joel who first let me play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then from then, all I wanted to do was create these worlds and these characters and develop these stories that were just that were that were uniquely mine. Uh, even though they were probably not uniquely mine, they were <laughs> probably like a bad X-Men B-side story um, or something like that. But I um, I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, did it for, I don't know, 20, 25 plus years. And then kind of it got to a point where um, the guys in my group were kind of evolving, I think, past my play style. Um, into something different. Uh, the systems were changing from three to four, uh, Dungeons and Dragons specifically. Um, and then when fifth came out, I played it a bit, but not much. Um, so we've been doing that as a family uh, lately, and it's just it's just reinvigorated this creative spark that I've had. Um, and sorry, I've always loved role playing games. Um, I will always play if asked if I want to play, assuming I am free. Um, I will always be down to play basically any system. Uh, I still think role-playing tabletop RPGs are still probably the greatest games that a group of people can share. Um, and there's just so many great ones outside of Dungeons & Dragons. So I spent a lot of time during that, that break I was taking in D&D exploring other systems. Uh, falling in love with the Call of Cthulhu universe and Chaosium, uh, specifically 6th edition. Uh, doing some Shadowrun stuff. That's been a, just a ton of fun. Uh, even to some of the um, you know the smaller books like Kids on Bikes, um, or uh, oh my gosh, what's the what's the what's the system that everything messes up? Starts with an F, I think. Oh Lord, I've got it on my shelf too. I haven't played it in forever. Um, but you know, even some of the horror systems. You know, I mentioned Call of Cthulhu, um, but also games like Rapture just absolutely blew me away. I mean, it just allows again to be creative um, in a way that doesn't really 
I think require a lot of energy, uh, which may be why I like it so much. It's not like I'm painting the Sistine Chapel uh, or anything like that. Um, I'm getting to tell a story, and I love telling stories. Uh, and I'm getting to tell a story cooperatively, right? It's not a competition here. We're all in it together to make this, this amazing thing happen. And the more that we're all into that as a group, I think the better the experience is. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. I've recently, I've played, uh, I think we just finished our third session of the Expanse RPG. And here we go. I'm so stoked to talk about this. Um, first off, if you don't know the Expanse, it was originally a role-playing game setting, uh, home-brewed setting that ended up turning into a series of books um, that ended up becoming a wildly popular sci-fi show uh, and now is, is basically hosted on Amazon which I believe season four will be debuting on Amazon hopefully soon. Um, the universe is so compelling and it's so unique and awesome that I think it's just really, really cool. Um, just to give you a quick tour of the Expanse universe, uh, mankind has um, basically banded together and uh, are able to settle the universe. And then so they very, very early on establish um, a few colonies on on, uh, on a few asteroids and moons. Uh, I think Luna, uh, our moon, was the first colony there. Uh, and also Mars. And uh, Mars um, uh, essentially establishes independence through, through um, a long long line. They actually end up going to war with Earth for a bit and end up uh, developing uh, FTL travel and uh, basically establish independence by sharing that technology with Earth. Uh, along the way, um, there is a, a section of outer appliance and asteroids um, that have very uh, a few different mining stations on. In uh, and, and basically a, a race of these humans or generations of these humans after a hundred years or so uh, raised in zero gravity that kind of have evolved into um, not quite their own species but definitely their own culture and definitely their own um, I hear a car alarm in the background <laughs> it definitely they've evolved into their own um, nation uh, and they re lovingly referred to as the belt because they uh, a lot of their uh, major areas of population exist on the asteroid belt. Um, and then there's even a group uh, of them who have kind of radicalized and formed uh, the Outer Planets, excuse me, Outer Planets Alliance, or, or also known as the OPA. Uh, and the show kind of um, has a lot to do with the, the, the politics involved between the three groups of individuals. Uh, Earth, Mars, and uh, the Belt, and um, has a sweet mystery and some detective stuff going on. There's some action going on. Uh, it, it basically everything you'd want in a TV show. It's there. Um, I I lovingly refer to it as Game of Thrones in space uh, because it takes my favorite parts of Game of Thrones and uh, plays those up and removes my least favorite parts of Game of Thrones completely, uh, so I don't have to worry about cringy crap. Uh, too much. Uh, I think probably in those first three seasons, there is a little bit, uh, but it is just to me kind of on a whole new level. Um, so the Expanse RPG takes place um, in in 
I think just after season one of the show. Uh, and it uses the age system, uh, which is basically a three die six system. So every roll that you're going to be doing largely um, will be d6s. So when you um, when you make your character, um, you basically you pick your origin. If you're going to be a belter, an earther, or a Martian, um, then you pick kind of your occupation, and then you have a set of stats that you can kind of buy into. Um, go from I think, negative two to three on your stats and then you have x points that you can kind of assign uh, which is again pretty interesting with three being like way above average in, in whatever the stat is um, and then every everything you roll is 3d6 on a check so two of your d6 are going to be similar one needs to be different uh, than the other two and that is known as the drama die or the churn um, so you roll your 3d6, you add it up, add any bonuses. If you beat the target number, then you then you succeed on your check. Very, very easy system. And it provides just so many narrative options for awesome role-playing scenarios. So um, I've been playing with a brand new group that I've never played with before. Um, and honestly, something I've never done before. Because um, I've always... I've always... Um, I don't know. Kept my stories a bit guarded. And, and you, you know, wanted a bit more control. Um, and how I was doing that, and I think part of this this journey for me is is largely been letting go of that that want or that desire for control. It's still there, and don't get me wrong, it's still there. But I I try to um, again allow myself the opportunities to experience things that um, you know as a passenger for a bit, and, and not that I don't contribute because I always I think I always will, but I, I largely try to. Um, not try to dominate things as much as I have before, um, which I, I hope is what is is helping me lead to this this happiness. But again, um, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> uh, so my character in Expanse is a Belter. Um, I think all of my characters will probably be Belters. They're just so cool. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Before I talk about my character, let me finish telling you about the makeup of this group. Um, so it is a is a uh, a group that that generally plays with each other at a, at a local game store. Um, so we kind of take over the store um, at night. Uh, our our GM is a fantastic guy named Brian. Uh, just amazing uh, job at keeping all the craziness together. The player count is a bit too high for my taste uh, because there's so many distractions and side conversations going that we lose time screwing around. And again, that may be my controlling nature coming out. Um, but it, it can't be for me, uh, you know, with as anxious as I can be, it can, it can get a little much. Um, I haven't quite freaked out on anybody yet, uh, which is great. Um, but we think we've got like seven players when everybody's there. And that's just, to me, it's three too many. Um, I like a five, anytime you're messing with a tabletop RPG, five, five people is probably the best. Uh, the best size you have you have one referee or jam, game master and then four actual players um, you can go again we're doing it Brian's doing it uh, and he's doing a great job of, of making sure he's controlling not controlling but um, uh, helping the narration and, and uh, uh, keeping us on task which can be a bit distracting uh, but a lot of the players again uh, I've never gained with directly before and it's been just a, a ton of fun um, kind of immersing myself into uh, something really brand new. It's a brand new system for me, although the system is so easy, it's 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 not a, um, 
it's only a plus, I think. Uh, but different personalities and different uh, gaming styles is, is good. Um, now back to my character. My character is a belter. Uh, again, hailing from the belt. Um, I haven't publicly stated um, his background much, but he was uh, a very short time in Star Helix, um, uh, which uh, on Sirius Station, which is the police force there, um, a, a UN uh, paid for police force, um, ended up leaving the police force um, to do some private investigation. Um, my drive is to rebel, and it's to rebel against the people who may want to put the belt down. Um, that could be OPA, um, because there are some people in the OPA who aren't um, aren't great, um, and there's definitely a lot of, uh, of chatter there. Although I think politically he would he would line up very nicely with Anderson Dows and um, even Fred Johnson, I think, to a lot uh, a lot of points. Um, he wants the people of the belt to be to have the same uh, freedoms as the people of Mars and the people of Earth do, and um, he's also kind of a wicked guy, meaning that if you stand in the way of accomplishing that mission, um, that he doesn't have any problems in taking you out if that's what it needs, and he'll even do some things um, like we had a uh, we had a kind of a ganger guy um, bleeding in the street trying to get information out of him, uh, and uh, I probably did some less than less than normal behavior and uh, a little bit of torture and you know putting some pressure on his wounds and things like that to get more info out of him. Ended up killing the guy on accident, but, but you know. Uh, also, he's he's got no problem firing a pistol if he needs to. So, uh, but largely he is an investigator um, at heart. Uh, the group lovingly refers to him as Miller Light because uh, he's kind of modeled after uh, Thomas Jane's character, uh, Detective Miller, in the show, uh, who is. You guys don't know me, Thomas Jane's one of my favorite people on this planet. He's just, just an incredible, uh, motivating, uh, inspiring dude to me. He's just, he's just cool. Um, yeah, that's 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 Mikhail. Uh, he, his name is Mikhail Itami. He is of Russian and uh, Japanese descent, and um, he's just been a, a ton of fun to play. Uh, being the belt. Uh, playing a belter and playing that we've got three belters on our ship and we kind of basically have a sub party within the party so uh, we're always looking at ways that we can uh, help our causes and if uh, we end up losing a few of our martian friends in the process it's not it's not such a bad thing um so yeah it's really uh really an interesting system having a ton of fun playing that uh we do that every other monday uh we did it this past monday uh, at a local game store called Specialties Games, Toys, and Gifts, uh, which is a lot of fun. So if you're ever interested in playing, uh, I know they do on their Facebook. They have all kinds of different events and stuff like that open, even if you're not into tabletop RPGs. Um, there's an awesome D&D summer camp that's going on right now for kiddos, and I think a Magic and a Pokemon and uh, maybe even a War Gaming summer camp. Um, so if you have kids in the area and you want to get them out of the house for a bit, uh, it's like five bucks to get them a spot at the table, and that'll get them everything they need to play whatever game it is that they're wanting to do the summer camp for. So, um, again, it's really cool, and it's really cool. Um, I really love this system. If you're into the show at all, I think you definitely get the book. Um, if you like Dungeons and Dragons and you're looking for a, a different, you know, theme, 
Um, I think I think this Expanse game is really really cool. Um, I got the book. I'm probably looking to do some you know, running of my own eventually. I just need to find the right players for it. Uh, may even do something um, remote able or capable uh, through like a, a a group chat system or something like that where we can all uh, kind of participate. Um, and that could be that could be a lot of fun too. So if you're interested in playing, hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up. Uh, subscribe to all of our content. Let everybody know about the podcast. We are back. Going to do weekly episodes, asterisk minus any special circumstances that may pop up. And we've got some cool YouTube content that I just need to get off my butt and go and edit. And uh, we'll be posting more there as well. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And if you haven't heard it already, you, yes, you, the person listening to this podcast, are an amazing person. Never let anybody tell you otherwise. And if you ever need anything, a voice, an ear, uh, someone to shout at angrily, I am always available for you. Hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up. Look forward to the chat. Thank you, and game on.